Hello, 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 and welcome back to the Comp the Podcast. We talk about your favorite movies, music, TV shows, and more. I'm Tori. And I'm Nia. And uh, today, yes, the historical duckies are back doing everything but a historical <laughs> drama. And you know what? You know what, ladies and gentlemen? It might stay like that to the end of the year. I don't know if there's anything. I mean, I'm watching Chinese historicals, but I've given up trying to get Nia to watch them. She's just. <laughs> she's just it's just not happening. Um. I'm trying to think if there's any other Korean historicals. Oh, there's the the hmm, uh, well, that's a sci-fi movie. There's the uh, one that my man's in. It's Alchemy of Souls. I don't know how I feel about that though. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh yeah, I guess we could do like a rant on it once it finishes. But I have my complaints. About have you started it. it? I tried to watch episode one, and yeah, I mean, I for those of you listen for folks that like it they really like it like i've seen the reviews i've seen the comments but i don't I know just, what's yeah as someone who watches chinese historicals and wuxias and shinjas which is heavily <laughs> in more ways than <laughs> one what that story is based off of i just don't think it's good execution uh, mm. i didn't watch the first episode i watched the trailer and i was just like well one i couldn't get away from how what tone they have Jung So Min talking in. I'm oh, like, yeah, yeah. It doesn't sound like her at all. It sounds very unnatural. <laughs> mm-hmm. And also, I get it. We're doing a historical fantasy. That does not mean you get to give them modern haircuts. The aesthetics are really <laughs> upset me, y'all. I was like, why is, what is it, Minhyun? Is that his, that's Minhyun from Newest, right? I was yeah. like, um, baby boy, I need if you're gonna give me historical fantasy, I want hair, I want a 35 inch, no, a 50 inch you know, <laughs> lace front melted down, giving you immortals, not these weird ass haircuts, it looks so weird with humbugs, it's like why are you doing that? You're supposed to give me the fantasy, you're not giving me the fantasy, yeah. let, not a, let alone that the writers are already being <laughs> accused of <laughs> heavy ass plagiarism like we can't even so yeah <laughs> um with that being said today i'm joining nia as she takes on the hunger game series um for those of you who don't know the hunger game series was released jesus christ 2008 <laughs> yes this is when i was reading books child this is when i was like <laughs> We, y'all don't understand. Me and my mom, my mom would take us to Barnes and Noble during the summer when we like for the first few years we moved down here. We just spend the whole summer at Barnes and Noble when she was free. Wow. We yeah, so ate you were there. heavy in the books in the reading. Oh my god. <laughs> we ate there. We just stayed there. All we made such good friends with the staff there. I'm so glad that Barnes and Noble is gone. Um, but we were we were there all the time (laughs) yeah 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 and so being there all the time i was eating the young adult books up and when the dystopian books when the trend came baby the shelves (laughs) this bones and ashes maze runner all that shit came out around the same time and so of course i was gonna like oh gotta read i i regret it (laughs) (laughs) oh no we'll get more into it i I very i have a lot of questions yeah so for those that know the hunger games is a series of a a young adult dystopian novels written by american author suzanne collins the first three novels are part of a trilogy following teenage protagonist katniss 
ever Dean. And they saying she's supposed to come out with a fourth book. Don't nobody want that. Don't <laughs> want that. Um, yeah. And so the, then the Hunger Games, the books came out in 2009, 2010. The movies were released. Uh, 2013, 2014, and 2015. Oh, yeah. 2012 is the first one. Uh-huh. Then 2012. Catching Fire, 2013, and they split Mockingjay, as all of the, the teen movies had to do. They said, you gotta give it part one, part two. So <laughs> they did 2014 and 2015 for part one to Mockingjay. Right. right. Okay, Mia, this is your episode, so I'll let you yes. take over from here out. Alright, cool, cool. So I guess for this, I don't know why I wrote so much info. I guess I was thinking like, let me just tell the world everything about the Hunger Games. So, um, yeah, I will just do like some background info. So besides what Tori said, it's like, it's, I didn't know it sold 65 million copies in I didn't just know the U.S. And I said, huh? Um, and it's translated into 51 languages and it's sold in 56 territories. Um, I did know this. It was heavily influenced from the book slash movie Battle Royale. The Battle Royale book was written in 96, but released in 99. And the movie came out, I think, in 2003 or 2000. Is that a Japanese movie? Mm -hmm. It is. It is. Yeah. And it's mostly about like, it's like different. It's like, uh, it's what do you call it? Like kids having to kill each other, but it's a school setting, I believe. Um, Mm Mm-hmm. And this series was hugely successful. And I know you probably have like the insider info, like seeing how many books people were buying probably. Um, mm-hmm. And this movie is kind of credited for kickstarting the dystopian teen wave where like the Maze Runner, Divergent, all of those mm-hmm. movies just started coming out because this movie was so popular. Like it made, the first one made like 600 million and that was just the first movie. Um and the whole series as a whole grossed over 2.97 billion worldwide. So it's one. Of, it's the 21st highest grossing film franchise of all time. So this movie. I didn't has realize like, it was that big. <laughs> listen, Tori, and I feel like we. This is a big part of why I wanted to do this because mm-hmm. low key I forgot this existed. I was like, mm. wait, oh yeah, the Hunger Games. Yeah, I remember this. So I will definitely bring into that more. But um, so moving on. Um, interestingly, the first movie is written by, he's directed by Gary Ross and screenwritten by Gary Ross, Billy Ray, and Suzanne Collins was involved too, but Catching Fire had a different writer-director and screenwriters all together, so the director for Catching Fire was Francis Lawrence, and the screenwriters were Simon Foy and Michael DeBron. Um, Catching Fire, according to fans, is considered like the best out of the movies, um and i can see why um it has like a different quality to it um mocking jay one and two were directed by francis lawrence and screenwriters peg craig and danny strong um and then also i didn't know that um the actor philip seymour hoffman uh this was his last film um mm. The cast, like Tori said, it's starring Katniss Everdeen, Jennifer Lawrence. This was kind of Jennifer Lawrence's big, like, mainstream movie. I know she had done Winter's Bone, but that was, like, an artsy-fartsy movie that only, like, like if you were in the film person, I doubt the the general public remembers Winter's. Well, I could be wrong. Don't come for me. <laughs> I don't want folks to be like, I remember Winter's Bone. How dare you? No, but um, mm-hmm. Hunger Games was, like, her big uh mainstream high profile big budget movie um 
uh, Peter Malark, Josh Hutcherson. Um, haven't heard that name in years. Haven't seen that man in in a decade. Um, Gail Hawthorne, played by Liam Hemsworth, also haven't seen this man in a decade. Like <laughs> <laughs> um, Hamish is uh, by played by Woody Harrelson. Effie is played by Elizabeth Banks. Um, Prim is played by Willow Shields. Um, President Snow is Donald Sutherland. Stanley Tucci, who who acts his face off, plays Caesar Flickerman. Um, like I said, Plutarch is played by Philip Seymour Hoffman. Cinna, Lenny Kravitz. Yes, the Lenny Kravitz. And he killed it. He said it's time to act, and he did. Um, President Alma Coyne, she's Julianne Moore. And then Boggs is Mahershala Lee from the last movie. Okay, so... Plot-wise, like Tori said, it's mostly about this dystopian future North America where the country is called Pan Am, and it's where the Hunger Games are this yearly um, event that has to happen as like this quote-unquote peace offering from the capital, which kind of leeches off the rest of the capitals, the rest of the districts, um, in order to mostly suppress them. And so they have to sub- submit, that's a weird word, they have to volunteer two kids well not volunteer they have to force two kids from each district to enroll in the hunger games and literally fight to the death and it seems like this like this entertainment thing that people in the capital watch for fun which is crazy um and the, the capital is like this really extravagant very colorful wealthy place and the d- remaining districts are very poor um and you can see it with like the color gradient people in the districts wear very gray tone colors, uh, browns, earth tones that are very like rags, but the capital, they have all these extravagant colors and they get to do whatever they want with their style. And I think that's Mm -hmm. represented through like Effie, who's Elizabeth Banks. She's like always done up to the nines wig, wigging like lip, (laughs) like she's giving you heels. She's like, right. So, Mm So Prim, in the first movie, Prim gets picked to be a part of the Hunger Games and Katniss knows that her sister is like only 12 or something. So she volunteers to be in her place. And so Katniss has to go. And Peta, who is also uh, the son of a baker, who who also kind of saved Katniss's life by handing her a piece of bread. Um, so he helps save her from starvation. So those two go to the Hunger Games together. Haymitch is their mentor. And so their goal is to kind of say, like, you have to train, you have to find, you have to get sponsors, you have to win the games. And so the first movie kind of just goes with them in the games. Um, she meets Rue, who's played by Amanda Sam- Sandberg. I think that's how you pronounce uh, their last name. But um, Amanda plays Rue, very young child, the youngest in the games. They kind of befriend each other, but Rue still gets killed anyway. And it's like this really sad moment, a turning point for Katniss. Um, and so her and T- Peta eventually team up to play the sort of fake star-crossed lovers. Because again, the games is like an acting thing. Um, and so the big climax is like, they pretend to be in love and she is like, okay, they can't kill us both. We're the last two to survive. So let's just eat these poisonous berries and die here together. And then no one will win. So they mostly outsmart the game makers. And that's the end of book one, book two. I'm not going to go too depth with book two, but mostly that they win. They go on a victor's tour. Um, The victor's tour is very uncomfortable because it's not really a victory. They're both traumatized PTSD, Mm-hmm. Um, 
they go to a tour of all the Vic districts trying to say, oh, well, um, mostly a propaganda tour trying to promote the capital. But they kind of slip through and kind of show their true personalities and they kind of are causing uprisings throughout the other districts without them knowing just by them being uh, by them trying to not read off scripts and say how they really feel. Um, so they're trying to convince the world they're in love. Um, I don't know how people believe it because the acting is <laughs> their fake acting is not giving. <laughs> um, but you can tell they're very much strangers. But um, the capital snow kind of hates that he they're playing them. Like he can tell that Katniss truly doesn't love Peta and that they he hates that she outsmarted them in the first games. So he's trying to like torture her more and so he wants her to he really wants her to die and so they set up for the 50 75th hunger games like as all the previous winners have to go back into the games and mm-hmm. so since Peta and and uh is one of Peta and Hamish are the only winners from district 12 and Katniss is the only female victor they have no choice but to go and Peta volunteers for Hamish um and so she's known kind of by this point as the girl on fire and it's I love Cinna Lenny Kravitz's dresses they're fantastic um but after that they go into the games PETA nearly dies and that was like a huge my goodness like that probably might have been the most standout scene that I remember from this movie um without re-watching it because you can really see like she cares about him for the first time in like three two movies <laughs> um <laughs> then but she kind of has like this the the tributes are kind of protecting them um without her knowing because they're in on a plan to um overrun try to take over the capital and they're teamed up with district 13 which was the district that should have been that they thought was bombed but they actually are underground and so the other tributes are trying to protect them and yada 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 (laughs) i feel like i don't want to go a complete rundown but i'll just say that katniss team katniss becomes the mocking jay for district 13 they Mm -hmm. end up beating snow a lot of people end up unfortunately die along the way but um like her sister for example spoilers but um it sort of ends where president coin who was the president of district 13 learns tries to restart the hunger games and i was like oh she's not living long (laughs) she's insane um and so katniss kills her and her and Peta kind of live happily ever after married and have kids and that's a very like quick thing it's way more in depth but I guess like the reason why I picked this is because I had, I, for me, I had never, I read the first book years ago. Like I read this, this first book, like back when it came out, cause it was so trendy and I was like, Ooh, what's this? Um, I read the first book. I enjoyed it, but um, I only saw the first movie and never really cared to see the rest. And so I literally saw this series for the first time front to back, like three weeks ago. Um, and it's like fresh in my mind. Um, have you seen, you said you read the books, but had you seen the movies? I don't remember. I think I might've seen the first movie, but honestly, after I read Mockingjay, I was like, oh, I read the series for absolutely nothing. <laughs> mm. I It was one of those um, things where I got done and was absolutely pissed off. I was like, I think it's because they killed Prim. I was like, yeah. oh, so the catalyst to all of this which was Katniss saving her sister ends with that sister dying yeah also her and Peter being together I was like 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> Listen, the romance was very, I mean, I don't remember how it was in the books. So, cause I didn't get to that far, but the movies, the way they handled the romance, I'm like, ah, what is, what does this mean? It like was she's- very much people were team Peter or team Gail. And I was just like, I don't understand how you're team Peter when she obviously has more feelings for Gail. To me, See, what's weird though, it's like it's more like she trauma bonded to Peta. Like I don't know yeah, why. It was it was more like her and Peta had no other choice. Yeah. But the way Peta, well, that and then Peta also trying to kill herself several times. I was like, yes, you just gotta. God. I need you to give it up. The man needs therapy. He doesn't need pussy. And I absolutely <laughs> again. This is probably the second episode in a row where I've been like, the pussy does not fix everything. <laughs> And a lot of young adult shows and a lot of rom-coms like to be like, oh, well, he met this girl, he changed his life. That's not how your mental health works. It's right. not. Yeah. <laughs> and especially when they were like, PETA um, has been brainwashed, basically, and is like murderous. Um, yeah. The man needs several years to himself. He doesn't need to get married to Katniss and have children. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I don't even know how I felt because like the her relationship with Gail was very weird, too, because he was like possessive over her and i'm like sir what do you yeah. you're in the middle of a like a little the war for like all wars and yes. you're trying to be like oh what are you like what are we it's like sir can we focus on the I, real and, thing and i'm oh I, yeah I guess that kind of pissed me off too yeah and then cat is also just being like kissing gail it's like i thought you were oh like, Peter. why are we <laughs> it was it was very similar to the books i can't remember everything so book readers please forgive me but i do remember that like that kind of like um frustration of this like element of love and i get it that even babies are made in war but it kind of it just i feel like it downgraded the entire story and yeah. i was like why can't we learn about katniss and herself outside of these two men <laughs> yeah and like, the thing is even if they would have just fleshed out the romances better to where it didn't sort of take it out of i don't know like if they would have executed it better because yeah because like if because what I from I remember is like an absolute like rereading synopsis. It was like Peter was in love with Katniss, and then Peter got kidnapped, and then all of a sudden Katniss was like showing him a lot of attention. And I was like, it feels like she feels guilty because yeah. she left him there, and not like she's madly in love with this man. Because yeah. when even when he came back after being brainwashed, he was a different person. <laughs> yeah. And so instead of him going back to be like the playful or like her partner in crime he wasn't responding to a lot of her affections yeah that's true because he he because they poisoned him with i think tracker jacker venom and like wanted to make katniss seem like the enemy or his mortal enemy and Mm -hmm. like and i get that being tortured and brainwashed is very difficult but i feel like she almost wanted to like she felt like you said regret and guilt mm-hmm. and so she kind of used that which is why that whole conversation she had with gail where where like yet again she kissed him and he's like um are you happy that pete is are you sad that pete is back or something and he's like no because um then you'll never if he wasn't i you'd never get over him and i'm like why is this why <laughs> I, I mean i get it but at the same time gail centers himself if that makes yeah. sense like he he helps Katniss but he only but he's still within like the dynamics of their relationship centering like how he f- would feel or how their relationship would be and I'm like uh, can't you be I also little- think it was selfish for them to be like 
oh, Katniss and Peter end up together. It's like, did she even love him like that in the first place? I don't think so. <laughs> yeah. I feel like also the the fact that he got kidnapped, I feel like if it was Gail that got kidnapped, she'd be the same. Not trying to be shady. I think she would have uh-huh. probably been the same if Gail had gotten kidnapped. And right. so it's like, I feel like it's all trauma-based bonding, trauma-based connections. And I don't think that's necessarily bad to highlight. I'm just saying it felt like the romance just was like a little tick in the box if that makes sense like okay we've got a teen movie it's dystopian we got to hit all the boxes and then now we got to add a romance if that makes sense right Um, yeah i think what people need to well it's also very sad because katniss is a very interesting character and unfortunately a lot of stories can't be written about women without love triangles mm, or love in general yeah like and so it feels very shallow for us to be so focused on the love aspect. Yeah. Especially when it's not introspective of what Katniss thinks and more of like a very on the surface representation of what could be love. Yeah. That's very true. Or if yeah. they would have just given it more time, like if they would have given PETA mm-hmm. some years to like get therapy and get help and we saw their relationship change over time, I feel like that makes more sense. Or mm-hmm. if like, or if she would have been upfront with Gail saying like, I don't want to be in a relationship with you instead of like awkwardly kissing him whenever she's like upset like that. I was just like, girl, why are you kissing him again? Like you don't <laughs> like him, but that kind of just was like, okay. I feel like that's also a product of the times because they were trying to respond. Well, I won't say that. I'll say that the, the, the twilight era of team Edward and team Jacob truly changed books for a long time Mm -hmm. I think that it did so I feel like that maybe Suzanne Collins when she was writing the book was like okay I could do my own version of that but better and I have to agree it's better than Edward or Jacob because golly (laughs) (laughs) those are trash but um but that kind of leads me into my next question um Mm -hmm. was this book series and the movies were they good to you at the time like in terms especially of like in comparison to other teen media well i read all three so they were good to a point but again once i got to the end of mocking jay i felt like i wasted my time Mm -hmm. i was like what was the point of me watching this series just for you to kill prim off and everybody else gets a happy ending especially considering i think prim had the better character arc than katniss oh she did Prim, Prim was a really well flushed out character yeah. she was well flushed out and to see her just get killed off for like what was the point of killing her making Katniss already sadder than she already was Right. and if her sister died like that what makes you think she's gonna end up having a happy relationship with Peta it's like it's a very weird it was a decisive move for the sake of being decisive it's like when they killed rue in the first one like we can yeah and it's it's like like the symbolism i guess you could call that foreshadowing but i mean i don't know if it it felt kind of just like they did that to kind of i don't even know why though i feel like they did that just for perp i I know people will probably say there's a reason and i know there probably Mm -hmm. is a reason but it kind of just felt like in the way to like it, like it couldn't just win and everything be okay. They had to kill people to do it. Like, which is realistic, but also at the same time, you have so much other other unrealistic aspects of this character. I mean, and we can get even 
even further of how like Senna and Rue, the only black characters in the film, mm. are used as tools to make Cat as better. Oh yeah, and, and we can talk and then about killed off. Oh, listen, and we can talk about how, like, even in the original book description, Katniss has olive skin, and right, yet they cast a white woman. Right. A white woman. <laughs> right. Like it's, the. Oh, go ahead. Oh, no. It's crazy because, like, in the times that we're in where, you know, women's rights are constantly being um, changed by people who don't have a uterus and people that it's not going to affect, a lot of white female activists think of Katniss Everdeen when they mm. think of activism and being a rebel and I'm like if you were born into this this little scenario that Hunger Games but you would not be Katniss <laughs> you, would you not. wouldn't be Katniss yeah most people think they'd you be the protagonist yeah. or the main character right. no you'd be extra number living five living in the capital you know you'd be living in the capital you still would oh, yeah, be yeah, yeah. in district 12 the poorest of them all that's true. Those aren't the people you aren't the the daughters of the rebellion. You know what I'm saying? Mm, and so I like dystopian stories like this, but I just it always feels when you look at it, especially after it like ages for a while, you're like, this is not a reflection of what would really happen. Because <laughs> mm. this is not like Panina or Panama or whatever this country's name is, is oh, based Panama. off of, Pan Am is based off like um it's like a different country. It's like a future America. You it know is, what I'm saying? Yeah. And racism doesn't die that easily. Right? <laughs> racism doesn't die that easily. So when I watch dystopian stuff and people of color aren't leading the forefront, it's like hmm. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I agree. Do you think it aged well? Like or do you think even taking out the parameters of like what it could have been like do you think within the teen dystopian era films like the major under like uh what's it called divergent do you think it aged the best the worst what do you well, think here's the thing i have, haven't seen or read divergent or maze runner mm-hmm. i was not a big dystopian person so after i read hunger games i was like i don't need to read anything else from this drama <laughs> this mm-hmm. genre yeah. i was like yeah dystopia is not where i live and breathe i don't enjoy watching shows like that Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we talk about this all the time. If there was a zombie apocalypse, I'm not trying to survive that shit. <laughs> I don't I'm not trying to live my life through this, you know, insanity, especially if I knew what, what it was before. Like being born into Panem and like having Panem happen before your eyes are two different things, I think. Mm-hmm. So um I don't know. Dystopian, I think Hunger Games in general is just a bunch of typical uh young adult tropes i think the execution may be better than most i don't mm. think it's aged well especially when you look at the representation of it all um mm-hmm. and the the story like this it's supposed to be like an awe-inspiring story and i'm like these are a bunch of white kids with arrows i don't mm. <laughs> nothing about that is awe-inspiring to me um at the moment so i do think it'll continue to be like a number one dystopian thing that you should read especially if you like you know um underdogs it'll definitely continue to live on especially seeing how many copies it sold but i don't know if it'll last 100 years i don't know if we'll be talking about hunger games in 100 years Mm, yeah and i like that's a good point because it kind of leads me into my next question because 
like as someone who even read the book i completely forgot this series existed like honestly the whole teen dystopian (laughs) wave unless you were super into it i feel like it didn't permeate pop culture in the same way um Mm -hmm. like does that make sense like i feel like when we were when we were in the twilight era i feel like you couldn't escape twilight like you couldn't get away from it like i think yeah because I, I say this all the time, but I remember like people who, because I was the book nerd, right? So I was reading everything. Right. But I would have classmates that weren't into books, weren't into fantasy, weren't into anime. And they were like, went and watched Twilight. And they're like, oh my God, talking about it. And I'm like, excuse me, <laughs> what happened? <laughs> what are we doing? What happened? Then we talk, come back to class talking about it. But I think even as bad as Twilight is, what it does is make fantasy seem plausible. Like, mm. what happens in a little town? You could be dating a vampire and you don't even know it. Even with all the crazy like baby shit and, and werewolves and stuff like that. Um yeah. Twilight made it very plausible, you know? Mm. It was it was the first of its kind. It wasn't the first of its kind, but for our generation it was like, Oh, we have two hot guys. Oh, I could d- definitely be living in my small town in the backwoods of Mississippi and meet a vampire because vampire lore has been here for so long. Mm. I think dystopian is the exact opposite because it's like this is a future that could be coming. And I think a lot of us don't like to think about our impending doom or mm. what impending doom looks like. Um, that's why a lot of people don't talk about, you know, what's happening in different countries or they don't talk about, they don't like to see things that can could possibly be them and though hunger games makes it approachable it's the themes in this show are very real compared yeah. to twilight like twilight was like pure like going on Fan wattpad fic. and throwing shit on a tv, yeah. <laughs> TV also that's a really good point because like to me twilight and a lot of the teen books that came before are very much your name like your name mm-hmm. here very much fanficy. um so it's like easy for the any regular everyday person to put themselves in it like even though i know that some people are going to argue that whatever her name is from twilight is her own character she's meant to be cut and dry because you're supposed to project onto her um, right but the hunger games katniss is her own person like you can try right. to imagine you are similar to her but even in this world i wasn't thinking i'm katniss or i can be katniss like there wasn't right you were trying to read her story, not be her. Um, right. And I think that's a different, which is another point I kind of think is really fascinating about why this came out when it did, because I mm-hmm. kind of get the, correct me if I'm wrong, it's kind of giving, this whole air is kind of giving, I'm not like the other girls. Like, it is. It it's gives, it's it gives, pick me. It's 100 pick me. Because Twilight was very much like, people made fun of, all of the young girls which is it's, it's rooted in misogyny of like oh it's something young girls like you can't it's so cheesy it's so bad this isn't cinema this isn't mm-hmm. art but they make fun of it because it's like targeted towards teen girls and it's like a romance and so i mm-hmm. feel like the, the 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 book world got a hold of like that reception like even though twilight sold a whole bunch of copies it wasn't like revered as like this is high art um I feel like they took that and were like, okay, we can't make another Twilight. We can't make something that's exactly like this. We ha- Let's like do the opposite. Let's show like, I'm a strong woman. I'm, <laughs> I'm mm-hmm. not like, I'm not like that. You know, I'm leading a rebellion. It's, I'm strong. Yeah, I'm independent. 
it's interesting because the Twilight, the female character from Twilight is also kind of a pick me. She's not like other girls. Yeah. She's um right. she's very much like giving you emo punk. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which yeah. is not was not the basis of what most girls are supposed to be in high school, right? Yeah. And yeah. so with the evolution of like moving from Twilight to Hunger Games, it's like I feel like the characterization of Katniss was supposed to be like a catch for people, but yeah. because of it, it's not going to live on. Mm. It's not going to live on. Like when our generation dies out, nobody's going to talk about Hunger Games anymore. Right. I mean, honestly, My I'm going to be will real. Be talking about Twilight. <laughs> like, listen, I'm going to be real. I I don't think people are really talking about it now. Like, I feel like they're not. There's something that the hunger and the thing is, what's weird about the Hunger Games? It's not bad. Like, I can watch these movies and be thoroughly entertained because the script is good. Like the the filmmaking's good. Like all of the technical things are good because it's so like you mm-hmm. can see these directors and writers really wanted to make they wanted to make a faithful adaptation right so right like you can tell that they that they, the movies are just not so bad you can't watch them I don't even think they're bad movies I think that they're solid movies I just feel like mm-hmm. I don't know where I just don't I just feel like it's strange that these in particular kind of don't have legs nearly a decade later but people will cling on to like twilight or harry potter for example and those are just like other big examples but this this series has sold the numbers like billions <laughs> billions made but i feel like but you in, know in popular culture i don't see people wearing mockingjay pins i don't see people yeah. rep- like this fan life what do you want to call it the fandom of the hunger games where it exists in popular culture just kind of are quiet i don't know yeah. where y'all are so like, yeah do, right do y'all have a twitter presence fan? like I right, think like, it also has to do with maybe that the Hunger Games is probably well more recepted in a place where white people weren't the majority mm. because people of color could relate to that story a little more. Maybe. Like, um, like the reason Harry Potter, I feel like Harry Potter, Twilight, what's another big franchise for our age group? Um, um, Star Wars. Um, I would say Series of Unfortunate so Events, but that, st- that stopped before it even it. started. Um, no, like, but like even like Stranger Things, it's supposed to be like yeah, it's, those stories are unique in their own accord, mm-hmm. and they speak to it speaks to its target audience, which are usually not people of color, without pushing everything in your face. Like they allow um, as much as this as Hunger Games is whitewashed it doesn't it still ticks off all the boxes of what like a social justice movement looks like oh yeah and it's also kind of how do we put it it's very like anti-capitalist like it's about it's a lot of things that a lot of people kind of get uncomfortable with it's anti-capitalist without sugarcoating it Star Wars yeah. is anti-capitalist with a lot of sugar coating and people get really ingrained about what you saw versus what I saw. Same mm, thing with like right. um there's no room for so interpretation like, for with Hunger Games. No They're telling you what Hunger Games, yeah. There's no like break that's also could be it. Like the the, the, the source material is telling you exactly what happened and they're not telling you this might have happened or this what this right. means. Like you know that Snow is a dictator. He's literally <laughs> murdering people in the streets, right? right? Like there's uprisings. It could be that people just don't look at it as escapism. 
they that don't. It's why not. it's not it's, living on because it's which is probably why was I was completely and utterly upset with the ending because mm. it probably wasn't escapism for a lot of people of color. It was like yeah. seeing it and like okay, so this is how revolution goes. We want a revolution. We need a revolution, and all of that stuff. And so I feel like Hunger Games because it doesn't sugarcoat anything. It probably didn't speak to a, 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 ver, a wider general audience, which I completely understand as somebody who watches TV for escapism. Yeah. Who, you know, it's, mm-hmm. it's, it's not um, going to give you like hours and hours of what were the directors thinking? Yeah. What were the writers thinking? What were, where did that line inspiration come from? What are the characters? Mean? The characters are saying what they mean. Usually, Literally like, you know, all of their motivations, <laughs> you know, the setting, you know, the reason why mm. things are the way they are. Like there's no, um, uncro- untied strings. If that makes sense. Like mm-hmm. Suzanne Collins made a world where she told you everything that happened with the world. And it's a very realistic world. Cause it's a dystopia. Mm-hmm. Um, but I will say, just from, like, looking at, like, Twitter, like, fan pages, and it could have just been the actors, but, like, even mm-hmm. Maze Runner fans, I've seen a lot more Maze Runner media just scrolling on the internet than I have Hunger Games. Um, yeah. And that's since 2015. Like, I know at the time, everyone and their mom was, like, loving it, but, like, the fact that uh, what's Dylan O'Brien I think was in Maze Runner and he's like gone on to do great things and I'm not saying all the actors from Hunger Games haven't like this this cast is insane like when you look at this mm-hmm. list these are like A-listers <laughs> but uh-huh. when I think about like the top three Katniss Jennifer Lawrence is the only one that I'm like okay she's had a great career I don't Josh Hutchinson I haven't heard that name in years Liam Hemsworth mm-hmm. hasn't heard that name in years and so I'm like <laughs> And I'm like, I'm not trying to say that you can't be a part of a big blockbuster and not like instill and only uh, and not, you know, have a change in your career. I'm just saying that, like, it's very strange that this movie that was so successful, like a lot of people went to see it. A lot of people bought mm-hmm. the books, but no one is well, not many people um, have let it continue to have legs into the next decade which is why yeah. it feels like it was such a one and done. Um, I don't know. Why do you think that, do you think also merchandise has something to do with it? Like the fact that you haven't seen them capitalize quote unquote off of this series. Like I have not seen a hunger games video game. I have not seen a hunger games TV reboot. I have not seen, you know, the, the typical things other series get you know does that make sense Mm -hmm. i i think it has less to do with the company and more to do with just the general overall feelings of the movie Mm. because even right now this would be a perfect time for hunger games to make like a return right to cinema but it's not because most people aren't going the mm, the people who are speaking out about what's happening now are people who are usually going to be in the capital. They want to mm. be Katniss Everdeen, but I'm telling you, you probably are in the capital and act like more the people of the capital, the oppressors of the movie and not the people being oppressed. Exactly. And so I don't think any amount of promotion or merch or anything like that would have made Hunger Games last longer because the people it's talking about know it's talking about them Ooh, even if they 
even if they want to be Katniss you know what I'm saying and like yeah. you said it's not easy to watch this movie and be like oh my god I'm Katniss you're not Katniss <laughs> yeah and it's also not a movie you can just easily pop in on like a like a it's not an easy watch so it's I not. think that sometimes things that are not easy to watch that are targeted towards teens have a double mm-hmm. a difficult an extra layer of difficulty to attach to people um mm-hmm. and it's really interesting how like I feel that for people oh I got it now it came back (laughs) Mm -hmm. um so my point was that it could have just been that people were so anti you know anti Twilight or anti that Mm -hmm. era that they Mm -hmm. really clung to this movie because they're like oh yes finally something else but when you do that kind of reactionary thing it doesn't always make it so that the people who felt that passion for it continue to have that passion for it because trends change like right even after hunger games like that wave of the dystopian teen movies we went back to like to all the boys and then after yeah. that like it went straight to like straight to netflix movies that were all ta- <laughs> cheesy very cheesy <laughs> like what's it called the kissing booth and like tall girl mm. all those movies so it's like we went in a cycle of like people were like oh not that twilight romance stuff here's my media you know but then and after I think that the people who generally made twilight big besides the hate watching or people who generally liked twilight yeah and i do think there's overlap too i think that sometimes <laughs> yeah. they may have gotten burnt out because they did drag twilight on for a very long time um mm-hmm. i feel like it could have been like there's overlap of and i'm not saying you can't like twilight and hunger games i'm just saying i feel like you wouldn't have gotten hunger games in 2006 does that make sense I don't right. feel like you would have gotten it before the Twilight wave. I feel like it definitely had to have come out after. Um, so I, I do feel like it might be just the timing made it work. Mm-hmm. And the fact that there was a hugely successful popular series that a lot of people tried to, you know, talk bad about because the majority teenage girls liked it. And I do think the story mm-hmm. was well written. Of course, I think the story is well written. Like the, it, and I think the movie and the script is well written, and the characters. You can tell that there is there are great ideas here. I just don't know if there's any way to bring this. You could bring it back. I feel like now would be a good time to bring it back. But I'm just shocked that within the last eight years, I can say like I've only heard the the Hunger Games <laughs> in like popular culture like once. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, yeah. So. Do you think this could possibly come back and do well in the next maybe five years? What do you think? No. No, you don't? No. Because, again, whenever people bring up The Hunger Games, a lot of kids like me who read it was just like, but the problematic shit that's happening, we can't ignore that. Like, as mm-hmm. much as I love the story, like the killing of Rue, the killing of Senna, the the putting the rebellion in the hands of white people visually is not mm. is not going to click. <laughs> Yeah. Do you think if they did change the the race of the main characters or like did proper casting like actual like an indigenous Katniss or like I people of color would love it much more. I feel like yeah. it would live on longer because yep. it feels disingenuine. Yeah. Very true. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm i curious to see. I know they just released that new book, but I'm curious to see if it sold anything. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know if 
it'll do well. I don't know if people are like wanting it. So I'm very curious to see how that does. Um, Mm -hmm. Yeah. But honestly, I'm just kind of interested in the fact that the Hunger Games was so popular and then, and it's not bad. It's just that (laughs) it kind of just, I, it kind of fell off. (laughs) Um, Yeah. But I, if you like the Hunger Games out there, I would love to read your comments or what people, or if people think who are part of the fandom, I'd love to hear what y'all say. Like, do y'all still have conversations about, like, I really want to know what y'all think. (laughs) Right. Um, I think that's it for this episode. Thank you, Nia, for the great content. What made you watch the movies, BTW? Honestly, I was watching, like, some YouTubers, and they were watching The Hunger Games. I was like, oh, oh, yeah, this existed. I've never seen this. And so I watched it, um, and I was like, oh, wow. Why did I not watch this? What made me not? What was going mm-hmm. on? Why is this better than I remember, but also still problematic? But like, I was shocked. I was like, why has no one talked about this? And I was kind of mm. confused as to like, okay, this was so successful because I do remember it, but I haven't heard this in years. So I was actually, I enjoyed the movies. Um, but do I think I'd watch it again? Probably not. Mm. Yeah. But it was an enjoyable experience. Yeah. I read the books. I'm probably never going to watch the movies. Just BTW. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, that was a great episode. Um, we have a gaming episode coming out this Saturday. And some more great stuff prepared for you as July continues. Um, but once again, if you want to talk to us about the Hunger Games or any of our other episodes, you can join our Discord in the link of all of our profiles. Come talk to us on Twitter at Commented or TikTok at Commented Podcast. And don't forget, leave us a five-star review, babe. I would love to get to 55-star reviews by the end of the year. So, until next time, I'm Tori. And I'm Mia. Bye! Bye!